Welcome back to InfoWars. Just kidding. Boys, it's the eve of the NFL draft. It's that exciting time of year when all things are possible. When it could be our year. For all we know, we're about to, to go out and get a fucking stud out of this draft and start balling. It was not but a year ago today that one Micah Parsons, the reigning defensive rookie of the year, was selected by surprise by your Dallas Cowboys. And only two years ago that C.D. Lamb and Trayvon Diggs put on the star on this night. So there are exciting things that can happen on draft night, and I am excited to break it down with you boys. As always, this is Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Zachary Walker, Love. happy to be here, fellas. Oh, sorry, Z, I cut you off. I was waiting for you. We have we have an established order. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I I broke it up. It's it's off season for us too here. You know, it's still we We're haven't even hit warm. training camp yet. So Andy Gatelli, Ben Walker, Zach Love. This is Boys Will Be Boys, uh, and this is a very special podcast. This is our draft preview episode. Now, if you're a longtime listener to the show, you'll know that. Uh, this episode is two things, fun and almost worthless, because we've pretty much never selected or talked about the player that ends up getting taken. Last year, we talked about Micah in like the last 30 seconds of the podcast. We're like, yeah, some people want us to take Micah Parsons. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I mean, he's fast. That's cool. I remember, I remember you guys forty. That you wouldn't be upset if we did. no no we wouldn't have and and he we was by upset. many people many people had dubbed him the best defensive player in the draft. He just played a position that wasn't a big a need for us at the time. Now he came in and he well, was well, well, a position we didn't think was a huge need. It turned out like we actually he's like our only linebacker, like yeah, <laughs> and half well, our pass rush. <laughs> true, but I also think we didn't realize how good of a step Diggs was going to take. So corner looked just very washed true. on paper with a woozy a leaving. So yeah, um, we were in the middle of like, and yeah, we literally just Micah spent that entire pod there. talking about corner back. Thing yeah. The, and the only true. reason Micah ended up here was because, uh, you know, the big corners that we wanted plus, uh, Panay Sewell all went right before the Cowboys took their pick. Uh, and it was, that was a chaotic draft night. So, I think we're probably in for another exciting draft. You know, boys, just to start off with some thoughts. Um, this is like the first draft in as long as I can remember where I I truly have really no idea what direction they're going to go. Um, it wouldn't shock me if they took any of offensive line, defensive line, DB, wide receiver, um, pretty much anybody, but like running back, quarterback, tight end, and God, I hope we don't take a tight end. There's no if there was a, a Kyle Pitts sitting out there and we were at 24 and they were available, I'd be worried, but there isn't this year. I mean, I think the elephant in the room is that this draft kind of sucks. Like, well, if every expert, quote unquote, that that to your point, it, it's not so much the draft sucks, it's that there's like not a high level of just elite pro like usually there's four or five guys that people just drool over. Right. And this year it's yeah. like, hey, any one of these guys could be the best guy in their position. And if you got, just have as many picks in the top 60, probably your best bet. But there's no 
obviously being in the top 10 is a huge advantage. I actually think this year we're, we're pretty lucky to be at 24 because I think Agreed. there's not a huge upside of drafting that high. Uh, there's no big quarterbacks. And I think a lot of it too, Andy, is that the, the sexy positions aren't as big this year. There's no like elite Agreed. quarter. There's no like must have Miles Garrett D end. I mean, it, Dean might go one in this draft, but even then, it's not a guy that they're questionable. Joey Bosa, I'll say this, or Bosa an, or whoever. an interesting stat I heard: the average from people that are like in the know and like talk to teams about their draft boards, the average number of first round grades this year is ten. So, the average NFL team has ten first round grades on their big board this year. That's which fascinating. Is exceedingly saw- low. I saw that uh, on that note, Steven said the Cowboys have 14. So, yeah, that makes sense. I don't and, know and if we'll get one of those at shocked. 24, but we'll see. I'll be shocked if any team has a first-round grade on a quarterback, period. Like, I'm not saying a quarterback won't go in the first round because quarterbacks, if you need one, you need one, and that's what it is. But none of the guys, I'm just like, oh, I I have to have him. You know what I mean? Like I, I know some people no, really no, this love is a terrible like Malik Willis, draft. like, but this reminds me of like the EJ manual type beat draft. Yeah. It looks pretty bad on paper. The only thing I'll say is quarterback is in arguably the hardest position at all to translate. Yeah. Who's invariably one of these kids will end up being an all pro. Whereas like the year we had luck and RG three, everyone was like, well, one of these guys is winning five super bowls. Just depends which one. And both of those dudes are out of the league now. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and look at like Justin Herbert. We all thought would be men. He turned out to be a fucking stud. So. He's a stud yeah. dude. I was very wrong on him. I was very wrong on Josh Allen. Like I've eaten some crow on this podcast. So uh, it is a weird draft. It's a weird draft for the Cowboys who are coming off of it like we reviewed last week. Uh, well, not really last week as I my lazy ass didn't get the podcast up until today. So you're probably hearing this maybe only a couple days after our offseason review where we went through all the comings and goings of this Cowboys roster. And after uh, some moves, some shakeups, some losses to free agency, uh, etc., the Cowboys have a couple glaring positions of need. Uh, and so the question, as always, will be, are they going to try to address one of those big positions of need or will they take the best player available? Um, in the past, we've seen the Cowboys kind of go in both directions and we've seen some good and bad picks uh, you know, all around. I remember a couple of years ago when the Cowboys decided they were one D end away and they took Taco Charlton. Uh, they left a lot of good players on the board, including a significantly better D end, arguably the best defensive player in football, TJ Watt, uh, who was taking a couple of picks later. I'm not disputing that, but dear God, that horse has been beat to death. You cannot go, I cannot go a week on Twitter without somebody being like, oh, would have been nice to have TJ Watt. Like, yes, of it course. Is, I get Everyone it. Everyone has misses. Well, and he's just like, that's a tailor made player for the Cowboys fandom to want like high motor white guy. Like that's like our dream dude is, you know, like T like JJ Watt to the Texans was perfect. Like that was a perfect fit. Like that made so much sense for their culture, their fan base. Like TJ Watt would have the old heads of Cowboy fandom would have fucking loved that shit. So, well, the other flip side is too, we've absolutely hated some of their picks in the past and they've hit home runs on. So absolutely. I, I, Although we I will say, I took a lot we of shit. Didn't love. I, 
I took a lot of shit. Me and you took a lot of shit when we wanted Derwin James and they took LVE. And one year into that thing, everyone was like, huh, you guys are so fucking stupid, dude. LVE is a fucking all pro, bro. Like you just fucking didn't know what you were talking about. And now that LVE is a fucking warm body, lukewarm body that barely <laughs> fills a position on this team a couple of years later, who wishes they had fucking Derwin James now? Yeah, I think there's only one way to begin this, and it's Zach. Give us your top thirty prospects. We'll just sit here. Yeah, and just run, just them. run through them. Uh, rank them by, I don't know. You you probably have a point system where you've ascribed a, a score to each one, uh, probably between one and seventy five. So just hit us with those. All right. Well, I don't actually watch college football, <laughs> so instead, I'm just gonna say that I hope that we immediately shore up the line. That is my main. I like that. That's a good line. place to start because my first position of need is offensive line. So why don't we start there? Um, now, Ben, I've got three players that I really like Ooh, at the boom. offensive line position. Do you want to go through those? Do you have some players you want to talk about? What? How do you want to do this? Yeah, three as well, and I think O line is what we're hearing through the grapevine is the um, probably the biggest draft position of need, at least probably in the first round, where the Cowboys are drafting what meets up with best player available. So to me, I say uh, I say I would love that, and uh, yeah, I don't know. You want to start? You want me to start? I have three names well, as well. Let's let's go back and let's go uh, three names. But. Let's go back and forth. We'll go one. You know, I say one, you say one, etc. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, at my number one offensive line, and again, I didn't go with uh, – this is like guys that I thought we could actually get, right? So, like, obviously, like, when we talk about defensive ends, we're not going to yeah, talk about say, like, Aiden Hutchinson and shit. Like, that's just not really within the range of 24. So, so for my number one offensive lineman, I have Kenyon Green, offensive guard, Texas A&M. He is a 6'4", 325-pound uh, offensive guard. He just turned 21 years old. He's a two-time consensus All-American uh, and an uh, All-SEC selection, and he ran a 5'140 at the Combine at 6'4", 325. So athlete, big boy, need him in the trenches. Obviously, we let go of the, the living, breathing, holding penalty in Connor Williams. Uh, we don't know how many years Zach Martin has left. We don't know how many years. Obviously, we let go of LL, too. So the line just has, you know, it's getting older in it on its elite side. Some of the problems were let go. We're kind of thin there. I think Kenyon Green would be a very solid selection at 24. I couldn't have said any better, and and you 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 highlighted why. Um, look, we lost two starters last year. A third, we're not sure, is very good. And your center, he's probably a average NFL center. Um, so yeah, I mean, it seems like the place to start, we've been begging for them to replace Tyron for a while and, and not cause Tyron's bad. He's just, he's not playing 16 games. So you add all that up and this offensive line that used to be a strength of this team is no longer that. Um, so I love in green only downside at all. When I read about him and, and saw is, uh, everyone's going to be a talented guard for years to come to the next level, but he does have a little bit of history of pre-snap penalties, at least did at A&M. Yeah, so he did. We'll have to live with that as a rookie, but anyway, I agree. He's my number one um, at name on draft night. I, I have him almost interchangeable with the second guy, 
and uh, I'll jump in. Uh, Zion Johnson, uh, guard Very out nice. of Boston College. Another big boy, 6'3", 10. Um, some people think a better athlete. Some people are a little lower on Zion Johnson. It just seems like those two names. One of them is going to be the first guard off the board. You know, um, everyone I've at least followed on on draft rankings and positions. They're almost interchangeable in, in where they're ranked for, for some people. I, I see those two, and I see uh, Iquanu a lot. The kid from uh, North Carolina State, I think. Is that... Ike, uh, Ikem Aquanu. Yeah, I'm looking. I didn't write his name down. He's going really high, though. I mean, he's supposed yeah, to I just go. meant he's, he's a guard. Kind of he's a guard, guard, right? Like, I, I, yeah, I have him listed I think... as a guard. Um, I'm just going by, like, I was okay. just talking about, like, those are your top three guards that I hear a lot about. So, agreed is what I'm basically saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I wasn't looking. Once again, guys, we could reasonably get. He's probably Agreed. going top Yeah, five. that was confusing by, on my three. part. Apologies. <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. You're good. I, I, I just didn't have him. So, yeah, those are the two, Zach. What would you think about a guard? Would you like a guard? I know you said yes. a line. Do you have a specific position? I mean, I, I do want a guard. Yeah. Uh, guard, Guard's nice. Tough to replace Honestly, the, I, I'll the great Connor either. Williams. Well, then, yeah, once they took him in the back behind the star and shot him, we kind of need to replace him. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to talk about position flex with this posi- with this pick. They're going to want a guy who can play multiple positions. I kind of don't. Um, I want a guy we can plug in and we'll play the same position for the next half decade at least. Um, another thing is, man, like watching tape of Dak, like don't get me wrong, obviously, like when you have like the premier DNs, shooting off the edge and killing your quarterback that's bad but internal pressure is such a killer for an offense it kills running plays it disrupts you know everything when a quarterback's trying to go through their reads it disrupts footwork for the quarterback um shoring up the middle whether it's by picking a guard to complement uh biotish and martin or a center to replace biotish i think are excellent choices um, that's why my number two offensive lineman choice is Tyler Linderbaum. Um, now he's a little bit smaller. He's a center. He's only 6'3, 290 uh, out of Iowa. Uh, he's 22 years old, uh, but he's a two time All Big Ten selection, a unanimous All American. And in 2021, he won the Best Offensive Lineman Award and the Best Center Award in the country. Um, this is basically your Travis Frederick, like not the perfect size and elite athlete but just knows this position and the the art of playing center and snapping the ball and blocking so fucking well on a cerebral level um i think after years of dak like dealing with bad snaps and like all that shit we saw this with romo too where he dealt with the andre garrard situation for years i think it'd be so nice to have an elite center back on this line to anchor it in the middle, provide, you know, center blocking against internal pressure up the middle guard against those like stunts, twists, blitzes from the linebacker position. And just make sure that like all the snaps are covered. We don't have to worry about that shit anymore. Cause it felt like last year, last couple years, at least five times a year, we got some fucked up snap that like goes too high, too low. It's in a position to be fumbled. Tyler Linderbaum would be awesome if he's available at 24. What are your thoughts, boys? Yeah, I've, you know, a couple 
months back, it's funny, we were super high on him, and we mm-hmm. I I didn't think there was a chance in hell he'd be there at 24. And for whatever reason, just kind of how these things work through the draft process, his his stock fell a little bit. You know, he seemed like a guy who was destined to go top 15, 20, and now he's maybe going in the first. He's probably going late first. I mean, he should yeah. be there when we're there. I would love it. Um, you know, we don't really know what Beatus is. Well, we don't know if he's going to get any better. The only downside I've heard from people as far as need goes is Lindenbaum. Yes, Linderbaum should be a plug and play center. It's just neither him or Tyler can play guard, supposedly. So. Yeah. If you draft this guy, you are getting a center, and that yeah. is it. Like, and center is, I don't want to, I mean, I, I don't, I might be wrong here. The least valuable offensive lineman position, like, of of the as far as like pay grades go, like, do, does a center get paid the least out of? I want to say guard does, but I don't know. I think if you're right, it probably is center. You know, come to think of it. Um, yeah. but if you're an elite center, I mean, that's you know, I I think this line, the downfall of this offensive line from its heyday began with the loss of Travis Frederick. You know, Agreed. or his disease, unfortunately. You know, he was, you know, they say the centers do all like the little things to keep, you know, point, point out protections and audibles. Yeah. And so they, they kind of keep the glue of the line. So I would, I would be happy with this pick too. I'm not as high. Like if it, you know, so I know we're doing our O line, O guard. Uh, we can kind of, once we name all our guys that we were talking about, Andy kind of just rank them. To me, he's a little lower just for that reason. But if they get him, I won't be Agreed. upset. He's yeah, definitely a agree. guy on my board. If they get him, I don't think it's sexy, but I think it's, um, you know, you're getting a guy that is produced at the, the former level. Everybody's said is, you know, kind of stamped as a plug and play center. And yeah, that's fine. You know, I mean, you need a, you know, we're kind of at a position where best player available is while we do have gaps, we can almost go that route. So if they have him graded higher than the other two guys and they're there, then I'm all for it. Agreed. Agreed. Who's your uh, your next guy? Well, like I said, I already did Zion Johnson was my two. So uh, those were my top three. If we go more... Oh, Linderbaum, like... is, Linderbaum is your third? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, nice, That's... nice. Okay, and my last one then. Uh, for my third spot, I have Trevor Penning. So I wanted to cover all three positions. Trevor Penning is a six foot seven, uh, 325-pound left tackle from the University of Northern Iowa. So this is a guy that uh, absolutely dominated at the FCS level. Um, now the question becomes, can he do that against better competition? Um, that remains to be seen. He has dramatically improved every year he's played football and he is fucking huge. I mean, six foot seven, three twenty five. You know, the fan base will love that. Oh yeah. This is, this is definitely like pro typical ideal size for the position. And if you want to replace, you know, if you if you know you need to replace a tackle, this is a guy that can potentially become your franchise left tackle. You can plug him in now for the next year or two at right. Uh, he has played both sides, um, and and see what he can do. Uh, Twenty four, obviously, you want someone that can can uh, contribute immediately, and I think he can do that in the run game, especially. Um, but for, for in the long term, I do think we're looking at the twilight of uh, Tyron Smith's career. 
Uh, we're going to have to figure out what the answer is long term there. Uh, you you can't just like keep doing the like, oh, dude, actually, like he got a, a different kind of massage. And like he said, he's never felt better, dude. So like he we should did be, do that. last Yeah, year. of course we did. We're going to do it again this year. He's going to show up to camp. He's going to look great. He's going to dominate. And we're going to be like, dude, I don't know, maybe uh, t- second wind for for Tyron. So my uh, favorite my favorite bit of trivia every year is. uh this is looking up Tyron Smith's age. And I know you know, Andy. Zach, do you know how old Tyron Smith is? Top of your head, if you had a guess. 26. Oh, well, he's older than that. He's 31. But to me, he just feels like he's been in the league for... It feels like he's ever. 40. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he started... He started. We were in college when he got drafted. Like, he's the same age as us. That's what's, yeah. he's, he's a year younger than me. He got drafted at 19 years old. So. Yeah, something ridiculously young. He's been, he's been here. Man, he's got to be one of the longest tenured cowboys at this point, right? Oh, he he is the longest tenured cowboy on the team right, All right now. Cut my ever guess out got... of the episode. When you guys edit, cut that shit out. <laughs> <Edit it>. yeah. <laughs> ever since we uh, ever since we got rid of uh, LP Lassador or whatever, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, snapper. so those are the offensive linemen. Uh, yeah, Ben, let's uh, let's rank them real quick. What are your if they decide? Hey, we're going offensive line. How do you want to see these done? I think Kenyon Green because I've read the most about, and I think he's the the biggest hole. I mean, I are we completely done with McGovern? Have we just decided he's bad? How long has he been on the team now? Four years. This will be his fourth year. Yeah. I mean, dude, he's yeah. like a uh, hurts. Like he's not so bad. You need to get rid of him immediately. But like, yeah, you can't keep him. Yeah, yeah. he was pretty I, bad last year. I had such high hopes for him because so hurts. I. Absolutely. What? Yeah, such low hopes for, or such, such hatred in my eyes every time I watch Connor Williams that I was just praying McGovern was going to be better, and he really wasn't. But I don't know. I anyway, I still would go Kenyon Green first. Um, you know, if you know Trevor Penning is there, I didn't put him there, Andy. I'm fine with them going tackle. I think that's an interesting play. Um. Would he start right away over Terrence Steele? I don't know. Would they move yeah. Terrence Steele to guard? Would they do something there? Would they kind of try to find their five best? I think that's a little bit more of a kind of figure out the Rubik's Cube situation there. And then, uh, so he'd probably still be my two. And then Zion three and Tyler four. Those four yeah. in the first. I, I like that order a lot. Um, I think pending gives you the ability to like play mix and match a little more with the line. Um I'm confident that Steele could play decently at at a guard spot, and Biotis is a know. serviceable I, center. I feel um, like for Steele, right? They moved him around so much last year. Yeah, I, I really just want him to stay at right tackle. To be honest with you, um, so who hopefully, you, who do you think's a weaker right. starter between the three for you guys? The weakest starter: Biotis, McGovern, or Steele? God, is McGovern considered a starter now? I guess yeah, he is for the moment. Is. It's got to be yeah. McGovern. It's got to be McGovern. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, he's not a, he wouldn't be a starter if it wasn't, if we had literally anyone else. Steel has proven himself. I'd say Steel is, is number one. Yeah. It's the Otis is literally only playing because we have no one else at center. <laughs> they were literally trying out fucking Connor Williams at center in training camp last <laughs> year. I forgot about that. And then, yeah. And then, like, what's crazy is you put Penning or Kenyon, Kenyon, uh, Kenyon Green, Green on this team, and suddenly you're like, okay, is he better? Are those guys better than 
all three of those dudes, two of them, maybe everyone but Steel. Like, are they better than Biotis? I mean, Linderbaum's definitely better than Biotis, I think. Um, probably not better than maybe, maybe on the level of McGovern when playing a different position. Uh, I just don't get Linderbaum how he fell. Like, he was so loved a month ago or three months ago. And then through this yeah, draft process, he's. It's one of those things I think people like said centers aren't sexy. There's not much to talk about. Like he's also undersized. So that hurts you in the draft where all anyone does is focus on like physicals, measurables, numbers. They're unlike every other position. There's not stats and there's not really highlights. Like all you get with him is just like perfect snaps. Great blocking. Like there's not a lot to like sit there and, and watch as far as tape goes. Um, but yeah, it is weird. Cause I definitely thought Linderbaum was entirely out of reach, much like a guy we're going to talk about in a second when we get to defensive linemen. Yeah, it's a good segue. So the other position people think will go with the loss of Randy Gregory, who, uh, continues to shit on Dallas on Twitter. Um, yeah. Did you see Taco uh, Charlton's tweet at, at Jerry Jones? Yeah, that was a good bit. That was, a good it was bit. fine, but I was also just like, I mean, dude, I guess you're like flexing your like vet minimum check that you get for being a huge draft bust. I mean, it's kind of tight. Surprised to find out he's on the Steelers now, apparently. He's on like his yeah. fourth or fifth team in three yeah. years, five years. <laughs> like he is a fucking bust, dude. He sucks. It was I thought it was a it was a funny gif. I mean, he's you know, he's making light of it. He didn't get defensive, I don't think. At sure. least not as bad as like not Randy, he not Randy. That's what I mean. He didn't get <laughs> yeah. petty about it. So, um, yeah. So anyway, defensive line without Randy Gregory, tanks another year older. He was going to be a cap casualty. They wound up keeping him. Think fuck, because that would have sucked. And for um, cheaper. Yeah, and we don't know a D tackle. We'll see. You know, OC Odigazua had some nice moments last year. I I loved what Osa was able to do as a rookie. So. I don't know if they need to go D tackle right away, but they might need a a bigger body. So we'll just open it up. You know, if they do go defensive line, which I think is the biggest position of need at defense where they can reasonably improve. Like you could argue corner, especially with Kelvin Joseph's potential murder <laughs> on the books. Yeah. But um, I don't think they go corner here and from any mocks they're just in all rankings that I see, there's no one corner after unless you get lucky and Derek Stingley Jr. falls way down the map. But I, I, I have some DBs to talk about uh, at next, okay. but I do want to talk about defensive line. So sure, sure. my my first my first player, this is a guy that another one even crazier than than Linderbaum that a couple months ago we this was pretty much the consensus number one pick in the draft. And now I have seen his stock fall to the point where people are like, oh, we've taken him off our big board, like all kinds of shit. And there's talk of the Cowboys, like maybe this is a guy you trade up a couple spots for. The price of trading up this year might be cheaper given the lack of elite talent in the first, you know, once you get past pick number five, et cetera. So my number one player, I felt like I had to have him here. Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end out of Oregon. Uh, I love him. I fucking gang, a, a gangster, dude. He's a six foot five, 258 pound defensive end out of Oregon. He's 21 years old. 
He's an All-American. He's two-time All-Pac-12. He won the Morris Trophy. He was Pac-12 Defensive Freshman of the Year. He was the high school defensive player of the year for the entire country in 2018. He had 19 sacks and 35 and a half tackles for loss in 30 NCAA games. He took a year off for COVID. Um, this kid is, I mean, if this kid had, I think, better interview skills and like was saying more of the right things, he'd be the consensus number one pick, which is why I think Aiden Hutchinson has surpassed him a little bit. But for my money, I think Kayvon Thibodeau is a better player. And if Kayvon Thibodeau actually wants to be a perennial all-everything NFL player and he really like has that drive, I think he can be. And if the Cowboys find a way to get him, that is a fucking huge coup. And I would be stoked as fuck. Yeah, he's he's a stud. I, I don't think there's a way in hell he falls to 24, so... I had a question for you guys later, but I guess we can open it up now. Like, where would you trade up for? I was going to kind of review prospects before. There's really any guy I would trade up for, but it sounds like, Andy, if this if Kayvon fell far enough, you would want them to package something. If he goes past the 10-12 area and you can get him for – less than multiple firsts, I think you should do that. Mm -hmm. uh, pa package a bunch of those late-round picks and go for it. Um, I'm also down to fucking package up a couple number ones and go after Debo Samuel, but that's a different discussion for a different day. Uh, yeah, man, if you can get this guy at like 13, 14, and you can do it for like a first, a second, and like a second and third next year or some shit, I would do that in a heartbeat. Like, this is a this is a this is a talent that like again this guy has done nothing involved with football that has disqualified him from being the best football player in this draft it is entirely the draft machine and the does he really love football thing that like has made him not be the consensus number 1 well player. i think he's going to be a monster I still just don't see him get out the top ten, but yeah, um, he may be on the Giants next year. By the way, they have two two picks in the top ten. Um, I've seen him mocked there a few times, but I just don't know. The Giants need so many fucking pieces. Do it five and seven. So yeah, and they're trying to trade. Yeah, fucking, uh, well, good call uh, they're trying out. to trade away homeboy. Uh, could uh, what's his name? Saquon. Who's their only receiver? The new guy. God. Oh yeah. Uh, Tony or yeah, yeah. What is it? Yeah, Tony. Uh, forget the first name already. But yeah, I I know they're they're a mess, man. I mean, this is probably the last year of the Daniel Jones experiment. I would think. I mean, they've been really yeah, bad for I like, hope so five six years. Um, they have two first round picks, like I said, in the top seven. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, good call, out, Andy. Um, I didn't have him listed because I just don't think he's there. So if he does fall, great. The top. D lineman for me that I think we could have a chance to get Andy. Um, man, for me, it's Jordan Davis out of Georgia. Big fuck. Okay. Man. Big D tackle. Uh, you know, I, I kind of went in on Osa, how, how I think he had a good year, but I still think they could use that big run stopping defensive tackle. That's who this guy is. Six, six, three forty. He was a visit. I mean, if Dan Quinn, 
then I trust the Cowboys here if if, if he's there. I oh, don't yeah. think he'll be there every mock that I've seen, but just the same way you did your homework on Thibodeau, you know, that, that'd be my dream pick if Jordan Davis fell to 24. Um, I would love Jordan Davis. I would love so yeah, Carl I mean, Karloftis. Like, there's these guys that, like, I don't know yeah, where they're going to go. That, that's my next they... one. I don't know either. And that was my next one, actually. Jordan, you know, Karloftis. Um, kid from Purdue. I think Karloftis will go pass. ahead of Jordan. I think jo- Karloftis will go ahead of Jordan Davis. Well, there's so many edge guys going so early. I mean, between yeah. Walker Hutchinson and Thibodeau could be the top three picks. From what I read, there could be five DNs go in the top. 12 picks so yeah especially with no quarterbacks like with no quarterbacks to come up the works like everyone's gunning for these couple positions that have uh, some nice talent um but i would dude if we got any of those three like if if the cowboys somehow came out of this draft with thibodeau carloftis or davis hell or trayvon walker i would be fucking stoked i think trayvon walker's going first overall the rumor isn't it like you said you don't know but he could oh, be. I'm I, I'm assuming Aiden Hutchinson's going first overall, personally. Yeah, I I've seen it go both ways. I have no idea what I if I was, though I'd hate that this was who I had to take at one personally. Oh yeah, I I mean, there's nobody in this that, draft but... that I'm like <laughs> that I'm I'm stoked to take at first overall. Like, and because you know the... they have a good quarterback, this would be a perfect draft for them to trade down if it was a quarterback hungry team. But there's no quarterback. That one that anybody wants, or that no, who wants to pay the rookie the wage scale kind of quarterback? Shitty. Yeah, and oh, they've got a whole bunch of yeah. So, picks, so yeah, so Carl Loftus, Purdue kid, um, he's he would be really exciting for me. And then the third one it was a uh, Arnold Ebikiti. I can't say his last name. I didn't Ebikite. The uh, the kid yes, from Penn State. Yeah, he's another one that I've seen kind of going late teens, early 20s. Um, if they go D-end, how would you feel about that, uh, Z-Love? I'm sorry, at what place? Defensive end. If they go defensive line one? or defensive end. Yeah, yep. yeah. how do you feel I about mean, that? I mean, I'd be okay with it. I'd rather line than end. But, I mean, like interior line and so forth, but... I mean, I don't really quite ah, – sorry, cut that. Uh, I'm just not that big into thinking that we really need to shore up our defense more. Our defense is kind of the strong part of this team right now. It's a lot of offense that's having all the issues. Yeah, I'd but you can never – I think it's pass rushers that you can, you can never have too many of. I get your point, though. You know, last year they spent their entire da- draft almost exclusively on defensive talent. So I think they probably – if I had to get – offensive picks in the first three but they're they're in a position where they really don't have to have their hand forced like last year they had to go defense like everyone knew they were i think this year they can be flexible enough so that's that's why if they highlight one of these guys the great year had and he finds someone in this system that he really really likes there on defense um i think i would be okay with it especially defensive end because there's also linebacker talking, you know. I mean, they they really yeah. to your point that you made early podcast. I there's a lot of smoke, and I don't know if they have their eye on one specific position. Yeah, and this could all just be them running smoke screen, right? Like, 
Oh, like Jerry dude, might be doing NFL Jerry things. Posturing, pure posturing, for and sure. Smoke blowing and bullshit, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but when I'm thinking of like the team's needs, like I said, like I, I do think offensive line is number one right now. Uh, but defensive line and defensive back are both places that I never. I think you can just never have enough good guys, especially after losing Randy Gregory. You really have, you really have like one good pass rusher and you have one good DB. And so fixing both of those situations in the long run is a good idea. Um, when it comes to defensive backs, obviously like the toast of the town is sauce Gardner. Uh, I would be uh, fucking, I, I wanted to bring him moon, up on this, but there's pod, just, there's just was, no way. I know that was, that was my dream pick. Like three months ago, he was projected to go like third corner off the board. And I was like, sick, man. He could be there at like 18, 19, 20. That would be awesome. And now through the process, he's become everyone's dream corner. I think I would love Sauce Gardner. I think there's yeah. a very likely chance he ends up on the Giants, which would hurt Sauce Gardner's fucking stud. Yeah, but he's the man. And so I didn't and, allow a receiving touchdown in college. Setting aside Sauce Gardner, despite how much I love him, I have I do have three corners, three DBs that I really like. Um, starting with another guy who a couple months ago probably was totally out of reach and now being projected all over the board. Uh, one Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback out of LSU. Uh, 6'1, 195. He's 20 years old. We've he had one of those American. Before, Goat. Yep, we have. He's an All American in 2019. He was All SEC in 19 and 20. He was Mr. Football Louisiana in 2018. And he had six ints in 2019 but has had zero since now i will say that in 2019 he played 15 games and in those two years since he's played 10 total games um i think people yeah, have over a little i think people have I, I i understand i'll say this i think people are overthinking that a little bit he was targeted 36 total times in the last two years he gave up a total of 50 catches in all of college he is a ball hawk and a fucking elite cover corner. And he's a dog, which I love. He will jaw at you. He will yeah, fight you in the parking lot. Had some. I love this kid. Yeah, and LSU's had, you know, some <laughs> issues with coaching the last couple of years. Agreed. So, yeah, look, if he's there, if he falls to 24, absolutely. You know, these are all, you know, a lot of the guys' names we're mentioning for you folks are people we think will be there as always me and Andy allow ourselves to dream. But, uh, if he's there, uh, draft day at 24, absolutely. I think he'll be gone, but I would love him. Um, who's your next, uh, DB. Speaking guy? of dreaming, Ben one, Kyle <laughs> Hamilton safety. Now this you is wanted, a guy that you wanted him for a year. He, dude, I, more than a year. I've wanted Kyle Hamilton since he was a freshman at Notre Dame. All right, let me tell you this. He's Kyle been Hamilton dropping down was, boards fast. He has. He has dropped down the boards precipitously. Uh, let me tell you this. Kyle Hamilton's a six foot four, 220 pound safety from Notre Dame. His freshman year at Notre Dame, his first game of college football, they're playing at in Notre Dame, uh, you know, under the shadow of touchdown Jesus. And obviously this kid was like five star everything. Everyone's like, oh man, like is is he gonna have the kind of career we expect out of this five star kid? And 
you know, that's that's the big question. On the first play from a scrimmage, this kid houses a 70-yard pick six in his first snap of college. He is a monster, okay? This kid is fucking huge. He had eight interceptions in college. He's a he it, it, and he can tackle too. He got seven and a half tackles for loss. He blows plays up. He plays smart. The issue with this kid is one, he's probably not going to be there, and two, there's a little bit of question about like, does he have a true position? He's like kind of not elite corner cover good, and he's also not like stick a running back in the hole good. And so as the safety position has evolved, it demands different skill sets. And there's a question of whether or not Kyle Hamilton can fulfill one or the other well enough to really play. Um, I personally think you give a guy like Kyle Hamilton uh, to Dan Quinn, and it's like giving him J. Ron Curse on steroids. Like Dan Quinn has demonstrated an ability to take like freakish athlete guys like this who are strong character, strong leader, good cerebral football players and find a way to use them on the field in really interesting ways. And I think with a weapon like Kyle Hamilton on the field with guys like Diggs and Micah, Dan Quinn could do fucking damage. So if Kyle Hamilton's there at 24, I'm fucking down. God, it, it yeah, wouldn't be a, a boys will be boys podcast if we, <laughs> if we didn't talk about a safety. It has to be. And then just to round it out, I will put, I did have another corner on here. Um, Trent McDuffie out of Washington. This is a really great cornerback who will probably be available around when we pick. He's 21. Um, he was a first team all pack 12 guy and a third team all American. Um, doesn't have eye popping stats two picks, a sack, four and a half tackles for loss in 27 games. Um, but a really solid, sticky boundary corner. Um, very similar in profile to like a Trayvon Diggs. Uh, I really, really like this guy. So uh, I would love Trent McDuffie. Washington I corners in general are tight. So The league has shifted into this weird thing where like looking at the listed heights of the top 15 corners. They're all over six feet. It used to be you could be an elite corner and be a bit smaller frame. Dan Quinn and the Legion of Boom sort of made it very chic. And now across the entire NFL, I feel like corners are getting bigger and receivers are almost getting smaller. You have less of the Dez's and A.J. Brown's calves. It feels like more of the Tyreek's and the speedsters on receiver and in. But anyway... That trend, regardless, uh, I just say that today McDuffie doesn't seem to fall into that uh, Dan Quinn preferential size. You know, he likes those big, long, lanky corners. So, anywho, yeah, um, I would be okay with the corner. I, I mean, there's not really a position, Andy, like, the more we go that I just – outside of tight end, running back, or quarterback, that would piss me off. Like, if as long as they avoid those three – Linebacker, I'd be a little like, huh, but if they, you know, two more names there that get brought up all the time are Devin Lloyd and Nicobe Dean. People think it'd be fun to watch Micah and Nicobe Dean run around the field and make tackles. I just don't think they can stomach taking a linebacker back-to-back years. But anyway, I just worth throwing Uh, those little two nuggets out there. Taking a linebacker in back-to-back years again, you mean? Yeah. (laughs) 
Yes, I, I agree. That would be uh that that would be a little questionable. So uh and then finally on my list, uh after DB, the fun, the sexy picks wide receiver. Yo, now, let's do it. We save this for the end. Everybody who's ever played a Madden franchise knows what do you look for in the first round? It's always the sexiest wide receiver that you can draft. And and look, like a team doesn't necessarily need three elite wide receivers. Uh, I but know. I do think that like you got question marks know. on both your guys. You you're calling your, your big wide receivers right now. Gallup's coming back from an ACL and don't get me wrong. This isn't 1992 ACLs. Aren't what they once were every big wide receiver in the NFL. Now uh, that you can name has had a significant uh, ACL or MC MCL injury. So I'm not like super concerned that he's going to come back and be some huge fucking bum. Um, I ha- I actually took it, took down some notes here on, on guys that have come back from, I'm trying to find it. Uh, so Cooper cup, Keenan Allen and, uh, Hopkins all have torn their ACLs in their careers and come back and been who, who they are. So I'm not super worried about Gallup. Um, but you just never know, and he's not going to be ready for week one. On the other side, C. Lamb, who is now stepping into the number one spot, I have voiced on this podcast nearly continuously that uh, I haven't seen enough from C. D. Lamb to to tell myself yeah, that you're he's low a, an elite number one wide receiver in this league yet. Like I saw him have a lot of bad drops last year in huge moments, and now he's going to have the number one corner on him with Amari gone. So. He has shown some issues with press coverage, and I have some guys on my list here that uh, kind of reflect that issue that I think would would negate some some more physical corner play. Yeah, look, CeeDee Lamb, I think, is going to be just fine, but I hear your concerns, and I do think in this pass-happy league, you can never have too many receivers loss of Amari Cooper and even Cedric Wilson. Now I, we both love the cheap James Washington hire, but I do think they add a receiver in the first three rounds, whether it's at pick one or, you know, first round, second round or third, I don't know yet. So I have plenty of names, um, but let's go through, go, what is your uh, wide receiver order? And I don't, it, it's weird. I, all these guys seemingly are interchangeable. Some people like one guy more than the other. There's, one guy who's kind of become the consensus one, but even that feels sort of tenuous. So yeah, I don't I, know. Any I, of these guys could ha- be here at 24. Yeah. So I don't have them necessarily in any order because uh, they are so interchangeable to me. They all kind okay. of fulfill different, uh, different roles for me. So my number, the first guy I have on my list is Drake London. Um, this is your classic big body vertical possession receiver. He's 6'5", 220. He's 20 years old. He was the Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year coming out of USC. Um, He had uh, 160 catches for 2,153 yards and 15 touchdowns in the last three years. Last year, he had 88 catches for 1,084 and seven touchdowns. They played like 10 games. So this kid is just bigger, stronger than – pretty much everyone he goes against. And I think that'll continue in the NFL, you, you know, six, five, two twenty receivers that have hands are never going to go out of fashion. And I think having a guy that Dak could just chunk it up to when things break down would be incredibly valuable. 
So that's that's the first guy on my list. Yeah, I heard Dave Hellman of you know Cowboys beat that uh, that would if he had to guess would be their dream scenario for a guy to fall. Um, that there's not like like the year they took C.D. Lamb, you know, they famously did not were not trying to take a wide receiver. Just they C.D. Lamb fell on their lap. They didn't think he would be there, and they took him. That would sort of be their dream if Drake London fell in their lap. They've been a Dallas has done a really good job at waiting out. You know, we haven't got too anxious. We rarely ever trade up anymore, pretty much since the Morris Claiborne fuck up. So I think they will stay pat. Um, but yeah, anyway, Drake London, that would be I, I'd be happy with any of these top five. I want to make that clear. But yeah, he's yeah. uh he's a stud goat. So he's your number one, huh? That is my number one. My number two is Chris Olave, uh, out of Ohio Ooh. State. This is a short, a little bit smaller guy, 6'1", 188, but he is a speedster. He's a four, guy with 4'2 speed. Four, uh, two he's speed. 21, two-time All-Big 12. Uh, last year, he had 65 catches for 936 yards and 14 touchdowns. So this dude's a burner, big play, magnet, uh, and consistent. He's a he touchdown over- record at Ohio State, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He, over, over the la- over his career at Ohio State, he had 176 catches for 2,700 yards and 36 touchdowns. Which in Big Ten, yeah, because he gets behind you, he's gone. If he yeah. gets behind you, I mean, it's over. Uh, so, I think, so this dude takes know, the top off the defense, which is something I think we need. Like we don't have that right now. Neither Gall- Gallup can do it a little bit, but doesn't have elite game changing speed. And having this guy, well, see, CD, would CD's be great. A, exactly, CD's more of a run after the catch guy but he's not so much exactly very shifty great like body control etc but not gonna just torch you and this is a guy that will take a safety in a corner deep and take them out of the equation i've read they're very high on him for what it's worth i think to your point they really haven't had this in Dak's time there like a straight burner you know and i think i think that'd be really interesting so he's he's I didn't rank them either, Andy, but you know he's kind of consensual consensus-wise. He's kind of been slotted as the fourth guy on most lists that I've seen. Now, like yeah. I said, it's dealer's choice for a lot of these guys. But yeah, um, he's fantastic. His teammate, who will probably be the first receiver off the board, Ohio State just has a shit ton of wide receiver talent. Garrett Wilson. I didn't look into him as much because I just every mock I've seen, Andy's he's doing top six top seven like yep. he's going top yep. 10 for sure so he won't be there at 24 um but yeah it's it's worth mentioning that they're gonna have two guys olave is not the number one on his team but we've seen it work out we've seen alabama put two guys in the first round before we've yep. seen um lsu i mean shit they just had Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase go back to back first round, and both of them were. Yeah, I mean, CD Lamb was the CD Lamb was you know the the second option when Hollywood Brown was out at OU. Yeah, so like yeah, so I I guess to people out there, I don't want them to uh, be deterred if we take the not as good Ohio State wide receiver. Agreed, agreed. And then my number three, and honestly, this might be my like number one most desired. Like, it's Traylon Burks. You knew it had to be on here. Um, this is the, uh, as, as Debo Samuel put up like the insane year he had, like, obviously the NFL is combing the college ranks for the next version of Debo Samuel. And that is what Traylon Burks is. He's six three two twenty five, So he's built like a fucking brick shit house. Uh, he just turned 22. He was all sec two times, second team, all sec. 
Uh, he had 146 catches for 2,400 yards and 18 touchdowns. He also rushed 38 times for 222 yards and a touchdown. Um, so last year he had uh, 1,100 yards, 11 TDs, uh, 112 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. So he brings all those kind of like can do it all, can play running back, can punt return, can kick return, can is an elite wide receiver, super physical bully ball guy, can break tackles, will bust through uh, screen plays, things like that. And again, you know, we we talked a little bit a moment ago about the difficulty the Cowboys receiver core had with more physical coverage packages. And Traylon Burks is a guy that one. Uh, now, huge caveat here, if Kellen can figure out how to use him correctly, uh, can really cause nightmares for teams that attempt to use, you know, second corners or linebackers to cover guys out of the backfield, things like that. Um, Traylon Burks can, can be a game changer in that way, a real Swiss Army knife, kind of an upgraded version minus the quarterback play of a Cedric Wilson. So I am very high on Traylon Burks. I would love it if we could get him. Yeah, agreed. You know, he's he's another one on the list. Arkansas kid, too. You know Jerry and the Jones family would absolutely come themselves at that idea of drafting another Arkansas kid in the top round. So uh, I would not be surprised at all to hear his name called at 24. And, and I think that'd be fun, man. I think all these guys, you know, you need – they run so many three wide receiver sets in football now that I don't even – Yep receivers need to necessarily even complement each other with games but all these guys sort of do like you said london the big body receiver lave just the speedster freak burks more kind of like cd like kind of a hybrid guy um Agreed. if we ever you know if kellen was smart enough to do some shit like that so i would love that um the last name and, and maybe uh from the most professional university in all of uh college football out of alabama Jameson Williams going to be the first receiver taken had he not torn his ACL right before the national title game um, so I don't think he right away word um, so I think that puts a little damper on Dallas taking him but make no mistake he's absolutely awesome I mean he he looks to me like an Amari Cooper clone I don't know if that's right but maybe it's just the Bama numbers but he just seems like if you're <laughs> if you're replacing yeah. Amari Cooper that wouldn't be a a bad guy to go to. So not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah. So, I mean, looking at, at all these guys we've laid out, um, like Zach highlighted, you know, the responsible pick here, I think is to go sure up the offensive line, fix a glaring issue, protect all the other investments you've made. Zach. Um, but if they do go, they decide to go get a defensive weapon or uh, another weapon for Dak. I'm not going to be pissed about it unless it's a tight end. Um, like you said, dude, this is this draft end. is so wide open, dude. This draft is just so wide open. Um, like we highlighted at the very beginning, dude. I I can I struggle to think of a draft in the last ten years where I was less sure about who they were going to pick. Um, I mean, my, my gut tells me they're going to go O-line, but this could very easily be a draft because of the weird nature of its composition where a guy that they really like or that was super high up on their board falls for some weird reason to a position where they feel like it's worth it and they go up and get him. I could totally see them moving up a couple spots to get a Derek Stingley, to get 
Um, you know, if they love Traylon Burks and the Arkansas connection is real, they go get him. He was a Dallas. He was a visit to the facility as well. So it'll be interesting to see yeah. uh, on Friday night who they go with. Uh, Thursday night, tomorrow night, Thursday night. Sorry, round. yes, yes, you are correct. My dad. So if was you're listening to this, in, maybe uh, yeah, it might be the night of when you get it. So, yeah, or a week after. Um, fuck you, Zach. You didn't Zach. even come to our last podcast. You fuck. That is fair. My uh, my he was my old man out, uh, he was bailing out boss man fat from the uh. <laughs> Dude, doing doing a real here. fan service on that one uh but no my my pops was in vegas for nab this last weekend and he was sending me pictures they were setting up the stage in the bellagio fountain for the Ooh. the draft so he was like hey look at this shit i was like damn um so that's first round i think they stay put i don't want to obviously me and andy always spend more time on the first round because it's the most fun it's the sexiest it takes up thursday friday day two picks round two and three this is where i really think the dallas has struggled in the past they've been really good at finding day three starters and day three contributors um that's rounds four through seven they've been great at identifying round one studs they've had very few misses i mean even if you count lve as a miss he still gave you an all pro season um you know, they, they've done a pretty good job there. This is the round where they get a little bit. They take the risks in second round, third round. And if you want a guy that a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on, to me it's George Pickens, wide receiver out of uh, Georgia. And he's awesome, 6'3", 200. Looks like a Dez clone to me. Uh, he was great. I thought he would go higher. A lot of it apparently is uh, – there's some chatter that his interview process was very poorly to the point that some teams don't even have them on their board. That wow. sounds like the perfect Dallas Cowboy uh, pick in the second do we round. Know any, do, we know any de- high upside. Do, do we know any details on that? Like uh, uh, like the nature of the bad interview? Was he just a, a jerk or like? Someone said that um, he had, I can't remember the exact quote, something he had so much growing up to do that he'll probably be out of the league before he figures it out or something real. Nice you know, I, not that, not that, you know, I just don't know what that really means. It could just be bullshit, but yeah. And, and I was going to say, not that you shouldn't put stock in those stories because clearly there are guys that are not ready to play NFL football. But I also know that like, and I can't believe I'm about to cape up for Eli Apple, but like, I remember all those stories about like Eli Apple going through the, the interview process and they like, I think it was like the Giants or like maybe the Falcons asked him if he was gay. Like one of their coaches was like, are you, are you, are you a homo kid or something like that? And I was just like, God, dude, like the NFL is just a good old boys club full of fucking morons half the time. Like well, half those jobs are just given to like Dez. people's kids and shit. That, well, yeah, there's a lot of nepotism in the NFL, but there was also the story, right, that Dez was asked if his mom was a prostitute in one of yeah, his interviews. Yeah, dude, what the fuck? Like, Dez fell down the board? Yeah, they, yeah. Which is so uh, funny. Here he goes, like, the, the like, scout. Oh, go ahead. Here, here, yeah. are the, here are the quotes on George Pickens. I found him. George Pickens, there's a lot of ups he can't get out of. He's been enabled his whole life. Another coach said, love his game, but there's some issues. Do you want to work with him? He's top six talent-wise, but it's impossible not to talk about those other things. He has size, range, 
position on deep throw, constantly beats press coverage, great start-stop, a lot of stuff uh, translate, but I wouldn't touch him. <laughs> and then Lord, another uh, wide receiver coach said, on tape, he's a top five wide receiver, but there's just so many red flags, and they're big, bright red flags. He's got a lot of growing up to do. If he goes to the right place with a lot of veterans, maybe they get him to go the right way. I think he could have a chance then. But that was about it. No one really expanded on what those big red flags are, so I don't know. God, um, dude. But that doesn't sound that's, good. I, I think it would be an absolute stud. If he falls yeah. to us in the late second, I'm all about it. If we don't come see we're in the first, I think he'd be great. And my other dream pick, um, for those that are on Twitter quite often, um, I know Jeff Cavanaugh, who does a lot of Cowboys draft stuff, loves this kid. Sky Moore, wide receiver out of Western Michigan. He shot up the draft boards from – he was going day, like, late third round. Now I see him mocked late second. So he should be there right about when we pick. But uh, another wide receiver I wouldn't mind if we go uh, – if we go some other direction in the, in the first round go. So, man. And I'm just looking at this, like, so he was suspended. Pickens was suspended for violating team rules and has been ejected for punching another player during a game. He's been called undisciplined by his <laughs> own head coach. Jeez, dude. Yeah. Pickens is, could easily be the biggest boom bust prospect of the 2022 draft class. He's quite possibly some of the most natural receiving talent in the draft and has shown dominating Calvin Johnson-like skills and really was looking like a potential superstar before his injury. He, however, is still recovering from an ACL injury and even before the injury hardly possessed the blazing speed you look for in an outside receiver. Pickens also has displayed some behavioral red flags that need to be thoroughly investigated before a team considers spending a high pick on him. Yeah. He just, I agree, he just dude. Late second fires, round, give me that bro. shit, dude. I'm about it. He's from Hoover, dude. Oh my god, bro. I was gonna say, he hey, hey, for that huge you other piece people with your coach, they have you, 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 you other fans of other teams listening. You can have all your fucking safe, right kind of guy, Jason Garrett bullshit. Give me George Pickens in the second round. Please. Yeah, we don't need, we don't want five heart players over here. Okay, we want five stars, son. We're here to win football games. So I'm, I'm down, dude. So. Yeah, guys, unless there's anything else. That's my, uh, that's my dream. Nice. Well, guys, that, that is our draft preview for 2022. A little chaotic, a lot of ideas, not a lot of conclusions. We're all on the edge of our seats for tomorrow night, uh, or maybe tonight when you're listening to this. I, I, I am going to pledge here on the air to get this out uh, on Thursday of the draft. So if you're listening to this and it's draft day, know that I won and Zach sucks. Um. So we will be back. Hey, next what do you week. want to? Uh, Go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna ask. So, ideal. We don't have to get into fourth, seventh round. What's your ideal? Like, you wake up on Saturday morning after the first three rounds, and these guys are cowboys, and you're the happiest goat in Goatville. I mean, is there anyone that, that does again? It for that's you? so that's tough. Saying. That's so tough because, like it gets into that territory of like guys that we probably aren't going to be able to have because they're going too high. Like, yeah, if we wake up on Saturday and the Cowboys, you know, manage to like pull off a coup and get Thibodeau, I'm going to be fucking stoked, like more stoked than I've been in a long time. Um, as far as like without making moves and like realistic shit, um, if the guys, if the Cowboys go out and get, uh, a solid, like immediate starter level offensive lineman 
and uh, a weapon, another like another good wide receiver that I can get excited about, watch some tape on, be excited about, and someone for Dan Quinn to sink his teeth into on defense, I will be very excited. That's a great way to approach it, I think. Get okay, me- so you don't even have pull- – you don't even have players. You have positions. Are you kind of the same way? Well, I know you don't know as many names, Zach, so you just want yeah. – your goal is them to shore up the O-line. That's pretty much it. O-line, I mean, I would like, you know, later rounds, there's a good pass rusher or something. Sure. Like, I don't mind throwing a little bit extra defense, but – What about wide receivers? So we didn't get you this week I, with Noah Amari I mean, Cooper. From, how are you feeling? You mean but you're still talking about drafting? Well, just like uh, after yeah. losing Amari, like what's your what's your feeling on the wide receiver core in general, and like should they spend draft capital to to address? I that? don't. Everything I'm hearing, I don't feel like there is really a wide receiver in this draft that would save us if we are f- as fucked as it would appear after last season, seeing what <laughs> yeah. how we look without Coop. Damn, uh, dude. Overall, though, uh, he's I mean, saying there's no one that Kellen can't just drain all the talent. From. I would have had a lot to talk about. Fair that, assessment. I, I missed it last season. A week so i'll just have to hold my tongue on all this but <laughs> no um i'm thinking that we're kind of just what i will say is i feel like the front office and everything is they're putting a lot on deck they're yeah. really kind of saying hey like okay like if we're you're as good as we're saying you are this is enough coop i mean uh, cd lamb's enough and they're certainly operating this offseason under the guys that they like they either like what they had weren't concerned about who they lost because they lost four high profile starters if you want to put it that way but and we haven't don't I mean, really seen that that all. could totally all change in the next week you know like they could go out yeah, they, oh, could dra- God, they, yeah. they go out if they go out and they draft if they pull off a coup and get thibodeau and then they trade for fucking debo and suddenly, like the Cowboys have a huge high-profile pass rusher and Debo Samuel, suddenly the the whole narrative is flipped. So that's true. We have no idea. They, they were saying they weren't done free agency, but I don't. I didn't really no, trust them. There's a lot of veterans. A lot of um, yeah. There's a lot of like one-year stopgap veterans they'll probably go with. But I mean, they really haven't spent any money. You know, this offseason yeah. they spent very little money. We have a ton of cap room. I don't know what they're holding it for, to be honest, but we'll see. I mean, they clearly don't have a bad place. You know, maybe they're just waiting to see how the draft plays out. Maybe they're they're gearing up, like Andy said, to make the Jerry splash for a Debo Sam that we can watch, you know, Kello or eight hundred total yards in seventeen games. But we'll God, see. I'm I'm looking at a Sports Illustrated's final mock draft and they have Traylon Burks going at 22 to the Packers. Then George yeah, Karloff Packers is going are gonna to take receiver at 22 for sure. That get check this out. 21 to the Patriots, Sion Johnson. 22 Packers, mm. Traylon Burks, 23 Cardinals, Ouch. George Karloftis. <laughs> and then we yeah. get Tyler Linderbaum, which not gonna hurt my feelings. And then 26, the Titans take uh, Chris Olave. Here's what's crazy. 27, the Buccaneers take Kenyon Green. So they have us taking Linderbaum with Green on the board. Yeah, I've seen Linderbaum 
mocked to everyone thinks the Bucks are going O line since Brady. Oh, came this back, I'll, so. I'll tell you what, this is sick though. At thirty to the Chiefs, George Pickens, dude. Oh, dude, if oh, he turns yeah. out to be nasty, bro, and Mahomes dude, just fucking the, lights the it up. Chiefs. The Chiefs have two picks in the first round. I a lot of people think they move up. I I don't think they do unless there's just one receiver they really want. But if any of those top five fall for sure, and if not, yeah, that'd be sick. Please go get George Pickens. That'd be. They have the Giants taking Charles Cross from Mississippi State and Drake London. And Derek Stingley's going to the Jets. So sad. The one I saw, the one I saw was, and this scared me, was they get Evan Neal, who I think is the best tackle yep, in the draft. He's nasty and as then, fuck. And then and then Sauce Gardner with their first two picks. Where is Evan Neal going in this mock? Doot, 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 doot. Oh, third, oh, sixth to the Panthers. Um, let me see where Sauce went. Panthers take. I think Panthers are in on the Malik Willis. Wow, thing, but we'll see. The in this mock, the Jets take Sauce Gardner at four, and then take Derek Stingley at wherever they took him. So, Dude, see that's how double that dip, double dip like, top ten top ten corners. Well, in this, I see them take Kayvon Thibodeau at four and Drake London at ten. Like it's they uh. Giants and Jets have so many issues that they can just literally they can't mess up. Um, well, also your yeah, boy I mean, Kyle they Hamilton also can't win either. Oh yeah, they where's start. he go? So who? Oh, Kyle, oh, Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton to the to the uh, commies at eleven. Yeah, I've seen him go there. I've seen him go to the Vikings at twelve. Like he's he's the probably Eagles a top also have two pick. picks. I think the Eagles use a receiver at one of those. Um, I think they're done with the old. Raker experiment. I don't even know if he stayed. He might in be this gone. in this uh, mock. They take Trent McDuffie at fifteen, and then they take Kyer Elam at eighteen. Yeah, dude, I saw Kyer Elam. I thought he was going later. I've also seen uh Lindenbaum, your boy, be uh the Bengals' dream fall at thirty-one, which makes yeah, sense. yeah. I could totally see that. I mean, they've already got Lael Collins, so they already have like the foundation of an elite offensive line, dude. Dude, they are pumped about that. I have seen punched. so much, so many tweets from Bengals fans that are like highlights, like edited together highlights of like that one play where he ran really fast. And then the one time when Dak got shoved out of bounds and Lel like went up and shoved the guy back. And they're like, this is how you play football, dude. You like fucking defend your quarterback. I was like, show the highlights of him trying to bribe an NFL drug testing official. You fucking cowards. Like, that's awesome. Um, so, oh, one more name in the second round uh, that I know Bob Stern was very high on and got me looking in and behind. If they do go O line, would be uh, Darian Kennard out of uh, Kentucky. Yeah, heard about this kid a little round. bit. Kentucky has sneaky, so they have sneaky talented round. football players, dude. They put like one or two guys out there every year that always turn out to be pretty decent. Yeah, you so. know what I mean. It's still still in the SEC, baby. Absolutely. Wow. Kayvon, in this draft, Kayvon Thibodeau is going nine to the Seahawks. Pretty tight. Um, yeah. The yeah. So now. they do suck. So anyway, that is this year's NFL draft. It starts Thursday, uh, April 28th. First round. We'll be watching all weekend, uh, except for during Saturday's picks, because me and Ben will be at a wedding. And then we will be back. On Tuesday, uh, with a 
nice little recap of this year's draft and our instant reaction to the picks. Good to hear how we're feeling about this. Are we going to be right like we were about LVE in the long run? Will we be wrong like we were about Taco Charlton? We'll find out. Uh, so, guys, if there's nothing else, anything else? Oh, no, I'm 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 going to be looking at too many mocks till now till then I'll forget everything and forget even more time the draft start. <laughs> no, Zach, you I'm, good? I'm good. All right, awesome. Well, as always folks, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Like I said, we will be back on Tuesday with some instant reaction to this year's draft. Uh if you've liked what you heard, Thank you so much, and please take the time to like, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a comment on iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is you consume podcasts. As always, I'm Andy Catelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. This is Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Mm-hmm.